Pete Kernahan. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend Keith Anderson. Keith, how are you, buddy? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Aye, I'm all right, thanks. I'm all right, thanks, mate. How's your How's your day been? Ah, it's been all right. Aye, pretty good. Pretty good. good. Um, good. Obviously, we're recording um, after the Hibs game, so aye, yes. could could have been well. <laughs> it could have been worse than it at one point. I thought it might have been, so I'll yeah. take it. Nice one, nice one. Yeah, unfortunately, I I missed a bit. I watched the game, but I wasn't at the game as usual. Um, my my wife and my brother were running the the virtual London Marathon today, so I was a water boy cycling everywhere around about Glasgow. He gave them, he gave them some uh, jelly babies and some Lucasade. So I have done my good deed for for this week, mate, doing that. So unfortunately, I missed missed going to Ibrox, but um, we did watch the game online. What happened was we we sold our tickets through that you know that sub seat thing that Rangers do. Oh, aye, aye. So we sold them through that. It gives you money off next season's ticket as well. But what they also done was sent us through a link to watch it on Rangers TV, which I thought was pretty good. I've never never heard that before. So we watched it, we were able we didn't have to use any any streams or anything like that. It was all done through the um through Rangers T V, which was quite good. Ah, I didn't know that. It's good yeah. to know if I can't make a game or something, then that's, Put it that's on very that. interesting. Yeah, right? if you're gonna be you know, if you're working late or whatever, I would definitely recommend it for people you put it on that and then then you get your you know they, they send you a link through a, you know usually a day or two before it and get the the your code on it to get it as a bit yeah as a bit your minefield once you get the code what you need to do is sign in and sign you know you have to sign in and then put the code in and then it didn't work so we had to email them and stuff like that but the guy who the people that we got in the IT department just said yeah do this and that's it and we managed to get it up so Mm. Um, so it was it was good. It was good to able to watch it. My my brother Gary, who's been on the show with us before, um, was he um he unfortunately pulled his hamstring just about he still had he still had about ten K, maybe more than that to do um when he done it, but he managed to pull through and do it. So I that must have been a absolute bastard doing that. So he, he's Aye, it could have been a fun thinking. Aye, so he's the day he's walking like a shit. He's selling the way home from mine earlier on. Luckily, he was down the street, but aye, he wasn't. He was not in a good way. But it was amazing for him to, to do it. So aye, well done to them for doing it. And then let's say well done to the Bears as well for a for a victory, which we'll talk about later on. Um, so so this week we're going to we're going to discuss the pretty much the week that was, wasn't it? You know, we last time we finished on was the. Was it the Leon game that we finished on? And then obviously we had the... Motherwell? Uh, the Motherwell game, sorry, yeah. The, the one each game, which we were pretty... Pretty both disappointed with, obviously not getting the three points and pretty dismal performance in there as well. And, and then we had the... Uh, Living the Cup, so we'll quickly have a wee chat that. Obviously that's been a few weeks away, but uh, good to get through to the... Good to get through to the semis, eh? And then uh, back at Hamden, let's just hope that we can get through to the final. Aye, no, I thought the Levy game was, was decent enough. Um, pretty routine, you know. Yeah. Like First half, we weren't amazing, but we weren't ever in any doubt. I think mm. we could have played in the defence or in goals for Rangers that, on, in the game. And then second half, worthy winners went, uh, you know, scored a couple, could have been a couple more. So, all in all, pretty good. And like you say, a big game and, and getting into getting into the semi-final of the cup and getting to Hamden hopefully we can see some magic because Gerard's starting to look like Neil Lennon did in his first stint you know just absolutely no joy at all so hopefully we'll, we'll see something turn around and, and get to the final and hopefully going to win it yeah yeah decent performance get a few on the score sheet as well so so that was nice and then obviously we had a 
you know, a, a, a tie. I, I don't know if I would say tricky tie because obviously the team that we were playing Dundee are just up and they haven't been playing particularly well. But I think any away tie in the SPLs can, could potentially obviously be a tricky tie because we know how teams are going to play against us. And this this proved to be a bit of a bit of a tricky game for us as well. Um, you know, the Dundee game where we get through and win, win one nil um as well. But we had a, you know, courtesy of um Joribo goal, but it was it was a it was a weird performance obviously as well. We need to talk about McLaughlin's penalty save as well and then also um a not so good friend of Rangers getting taken off after thirty five minutes, blown at his ass. Um, horrible, horrible individual getting taken off. <laughs> but what did you make of the? What did you make of the game, Keith? The Dundee game. Um, I, I mean, like you say, going away can you know a, any team can stifle you, any team can do whatever, and they're not going to make it easy. Crowd are up for it, and and all that sort of stuff. But I, we made hard work it. Let's be yeah. honest, we didn't play well. Um, and I'm not saying that you go and, and it's easy and you can't expect to win every game away at five nil or at home five nil or anything like that. But we, we made hard work at it. We didn't play particularly well. Um which is the pattern like we spoke about Motherwell game in the last time, the the last half hour or whatever, so as soon as Motherwell scored we just looked uh, empty and then you know, Livy first half wasn't great. Dundee the whole game had, uh, you know, it wasn't particularly great at any point really. Um and like you say, penalty save always needs a bit of a bit of luck or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, nobody should miss a penalty really, if, if we're being honest. So you know, goalie can do his best and go the right way, and he made a good save. But um, I, I, I made hard work of Dundee, man. Not not good. Not no no inspiring. Granty Granty Sparta, and we'll, we'll come on to that in a minute. But um, I pretty pretty uh, rough day at the office. I thought in Dundee, I thought um, good goal. Lundstrom was good. Um, for yeah. me and, and that's something we'll probably come on to talk about more um, and then the, the penalty save but apart from that I, I don't think we were up too much what's your thoughts no. on the Dundee match? I thought particularly you know like he who must not be named Griffiths man used to have a um, he had a few opportunities in the first 10-15 minutes should have scored aye should yeah. have scored yeah should have luckily he's we were over we were overweight and blown at his ass by the time that you know he was he was up to anything, but him a few years ago would have probably put a few of those opportunities in the back of the net. So aye, um, so it was lucky for that. And then the penalty, it was a penalty, absolutely no denying it. You know, I've seen a lot of things on social media saying he should have been off as well. The rules have changed. You know, you you, you don't get double penalisement when something like that happens. Now you know your your keeper gets sent off and it's a penalty. So aye, it was. But it was a decent save for McLaughlin. I'm glad, you know, it sort of perked up. I think it would have done enough, um, good for his confidence, you know, saving a penalty like that as well. I and mean, getting the three points as well, which is which is always nice. So, I, it's, it's obviously, it wasn't great and you're not particularly happy with it, but you're happy with the three points, if that makes sense, away from home um, in there as well. Aye. And let's say the penalty, like you say, I mean, Stonewall for sure, but... The ref, and I think it, it, it's a fair call, is that he does try to play the ball, and if that's the case, then as you rightly say, the double jeopardy rule comes in, and, and it's, it's it's a yellow. If you don't try to play the ball, like you just pull him back from behind, then you'll yeah. get a red. But he, he slid in to try and play the ball. The guy just beat him to it and knocked it by him, and then obviously he's, he's cleaned him out. But the ref obviously feels he's trying to play the ball initially, and that's why he's only gave him a yellow. And that's I don't think you can, I mean you can argue with it, but I think it seems a fair a fair assessment. Yeah. 
yeah, hundred percent agree with that. So, uh, it's 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 people. There's different ways that people look at this as well. I think you know we're saying that women's but we won, and that's a sign of you know teams when you play poor and still win and stuff like that. We've been doing that most of the season, um, as well. But there's you know to a lot of people have been giving the team a bit of a a hard time. I think Keith is well on it, and they have been because they haven't been as good as last season. And I think a lot of people are still comparing them to last season. But this season, still, you know, like we've had so many players out with COVID or injuries and stuff like that. I think it was only until recently, the only person that he that that Gerard had available every game has been Steve Davis. You know, in that team, which is crazy, either due to COVID injuries or suspensions. Whereas last year we were lucky enough not to have anything like that. So it tells you it tells you a lot about you know what's been happening over the past you know couple of months as soon as the season started. Let's not forget the Celtic game as well. We had a, so many players out as well for that. So it's a it's an interesting one. But we have been still managing eight or set from the you know the Dundee United game and the Motherwell game. We have been grinding out results in the league, which is which is good, you know. But I, you know, I think a lot of people are still expecting us to be the the team that we were last season. I I think um I had that I had a thought similarly when I was you know on my way home after the game today and I thought you know I had uh, on a group chat what somebody that doesn't support us was giving it the whole oh, user shape but and and I was like okay let's for the sake of argument say we are and that's how we're playing now we played eight games we've won six drawn one lost one and we're top of the league so if that's us when we're shite wait till we hit a bit of form you're going everybody's got to be in trouble then do you yeah. know what I mean so. Uh, obviously, that, the assumption is we do actually hit form at some point, which isn't a given, I suppose. But um, I, I think that there's, there's two things. I mean, like you say, I think we said this earlier on this pod. Expecting the same as last year is 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 foolish. That's that's no. You're not going to get that every year. That's not sustainable. So um, I don't think certainly we don't expect the same as last year. But at the same point, I think it's fair to say we do expect better. Do you know what I mean than what we've been getting? And and you're right. The market champions is. It's finding a way to win when you're not playing well. It's no constantly not playing well. Do you know what I mean? And it feels like we've we've not had a stride this season. And and there are reasons for it for sure, um, or, or factors anyway. Um, but it's it's also fair to say we've we've not been playing brilliant. We've not quite hit anywhere near a, a good form yet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know there is a number of different factors in there, like you said, and just some of the ones that we mentioned. So I, it's you know the other thing as well, Keith, which is quite interesting. I've seen this. Um, on Twitter earlier on today, this time last season we had twenty points. This time this season we got nineteen points. So it's quite interesting. We're only a point behind from where we were last year. You know, aye. <coughs> Excuse me. At this time, at this time of the the season, so aye, it's interesting when you think about it that way. Because we did have a was it two draws we had at the start of the season. Um, we had a nil-nil with Livy, didn't we last yeah. year? At the start away, and then I don't know what else maybe. Uh, Yes, know. so so we had so we had that as well, and then so there isn't that much difference in terms of you know when you look at it down on paper, you know compared to last season. Obviously, there is goals scored and goals conceded as well and stuff like that. But in terms of points, it's not when you think about it, it's not all doom and gloom as as people some people make out to be. Particularly people who support other teams are making out to be more than anything. I would say, or the, and also the lovely press are making out to be. 
But that's, that's good though. That's a compliment, I think. See, when they're, like, if they're getting frustrated about, oh, the Rangers are shite. How can somebody not just beat them? And how can how can they still be top of the league? That's brilliant. That's comedy, man. Just just laugh and hope we hope we last there. You know, as long as, long as we're top of the league, let them moan about whatever they want. Right. I think that's I think that's that's funny. That's good comedy for me. I don't yeah. mind that. Yeah, yeah. Another one I thought was good comedy today. One of a a guy you know on um, Facebook saying, you know, two interesting game of footballs today. A mid table clash and a top of the table clash on today. I thought that was quite funny. They obviously referring to the. So that was quite that was quite funny. So I thought that was but let's get let's get back to the let's get all then on the park then. So the next game was in the Europa League against the Sparta Prague away from home. Um Sparta Prague were supposed to have um a, an empty stadium due to their breaches and racism against Monaco. Um however, powers that be decided that they would let ten thousand children into the stadium as well, which was you know, a weird thing. My my definition of a closed stadium is they'd be supposed to be in. <laughs> you know, whereas the let of these people in, adults and children into the stadium, um, as well. And yeah, before we even talk about the football, a lot of lot of unsavoury stuff that we've seen, um, at the time on it and stuff like that. And you know, we just sort of wish. We hope going tomorrow. We wish them well, and we hope that you know this gets eradicated out of our game as soon as possible because there's no. There's no time or space or effort involved in this. It's just horrible, isn't it, mate? Ah, yeah. I mean, like you say, probably circle back to the the, the attendance in a second. But I, any forms of um, you know that racist abuse or anything like that the players are getting, it's there's no place for it. No place for it at all. Um, horrible. Want to eradicate it, as you say, and support the players for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, same as last time, we stand with Glen Kamara um, and everything. And everybody. And all all the other players affected by it as well. Um, But what you said there about the 10,000 kids in, I find that very interesting, right? Because um, I think they let in um, local football teams and stuff, from what I've seen on the crowd. It seemed to be a lot of different uniforms sort of things. Um, But what they forget is that would have meant thousands of adults. You don't just let 10,000 Waynes in there themselves. Yep. Do you know what I mean? There's probably one adult for every six kids or ten kids or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Which means you're probably going to have at least a thousand adults in there as well, which yeah. is not insignificant. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, so that's what happened. I think the way that they made it, they were saying there was going to be 10,000 10, kids in the stadium. Like, there's no chance there's going to be 10,000 kids in the stadium. Because you could imagine if you, you know, all my kids get a ticket, I'm going to go and chaperone. Maybe uh, you uh, there and shouting all sorts or doing whatever you want in the game. So, uh, Does that think... mean there's 10,000 parents sitting in the car park who are the right. inside running a riot because of the adults <laughs> looking after them? Do you know what I, I mean? Know. Exactly. exactly. Uh, I, so, I think we were born last night, man. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. So that was very poor. We just hope that the, the governing powers will do what they can. Obviously, we don't hold our breath for that because I... Well, per my comment about they must have thought we were born last night, clearly UEFA were born last night because they fell for it. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So, ah, it was horrible scenes, horrible scenes. And then the the result as well, you know, one nothing uh, defeat. It was a poor performance on the night, wasn't it? You know, we can't can't deny it. Um, It was was pretty poor. Um, Pretty makeshift as well, when you look at it as well. We had a makeshift defence, Connor Colson, couldn't make it, even though he trained that day before they left. He didn't travel with them um, as well, so it left us with a back to well, our, our two centre halves of Balogun and Bassey, who haven't, I don't think they've played together 
um, as a centre half pairing as well. So again, another another thing that we can notch against it for things that have happened this season. And let's be honest, um, the two of them were pretty poor, weren't they? Um, when you look at it, I think we, we had a chat about Bassey before we before we before we went on air tonight um, as well, and we sort of think that. We think the big man's a we we think Bassey's a, a left back more than anything, don't we? Um, and I think that performance sort of nailed it in the head. Aye, aye. I mean, you know, take the racism first, like we did, but that, for all accounts, the players and the, the staff never noticed it on the pitch. Um, and <coughs> you know, we absolutely weren't good on the pitch. Um, started all right. I thought the first kind of ten fifteen minutes we looked not too bad, and then quickly ran out of ideas and fell at it, and then. I it was it was uh, could, it could have been and should have been more by all accounts. So, um, but I think Bassey definitely isn't a centre half for me. I I don't I don't see it. I don't see it at all. Um, he's 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 big and he's strong maybe, and that's that's the thinking right. Is that well he's got the physique for it, but you know he's he's not got the he's not got the defending ability or the aptitude for it, and no, he, or the heading ability specifically. You know, uh, um. It fall to the goal, and the other one earlier on, where he just kind of like jumps and misses the ball, and it, it falls beside him. You're just kind of thinking, "How have you done that, big man?" Do you know what I mean? He's um, he's a good kid, lots of talent. He's a prospect for sure, but he's a left back prospect, not a centre half prospect. Yeah. I don't think. I think it just shows, you know, how we, we we do think he's a you know he's a great player. He's going to be a great, and he's going to be a great signer for Rangers, but just not in that position. And if it is in that position, then the management team need to train him properly and go through a number of different things with him. It seems like he's head... I noticed he's heading when he played... I think it was against Johnston. Um, a few times... <coughs> Excuse me. Um, his heading was just nowhere near where it should have been. There was a few times where it, he was he was like jumping a bit too early, maybe a couple of seconds too early. And by the time he came back down, it bounced off the top of his head. And then it was, you know, it was out for a throw-in or nearly... Guinness-Guinness-a-bit-a-bother-shoulder-was-that-issue-as-well-a-thought-and-interesting-was-Bakuna-starting-making-his-first-start-as-well-you-know-he's-he's-he's-he's-he's-he's-he's-he's-he's
I think we need to we need to do better. I don't think the team selection on Thursday was um was what we were expecting. Um yeah. isn't what we would have done. I don't think it worked. It wasn't very Gerard. Um so a, a very interesting team selection and I think we can we'll probably before we finish on the European point, there's probably a couple of themes we can pick out um on some of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That was one of the things I wanted to discuss next was I wasn't when I seen the team I was like, that's a that's a funny team for a wee home, you know, particularly in Europe. Um and we know how Gerard has a good record in Europe and you know how the way he plays things. I thought the midfield would have been would have been slightly different, you know, maybe like a Lundstrom Davis Kamara midfield, but you had you had another idea in there as well. I, I just thought that because, you know, to protect that back line, the back two who have never played together. Maybe playing the three then might have been a bit too defensive, but I'd have definitely had two more, you know, a bit more holding in there. You know, maybe I, I don't know even like a, a Lundstrom Kamara and, you know, someone else going up front. But you you thought it was you thought the game was ideal for somebody else, didn't you? <laughs> I I I think <clears throat> um well for me I, I... I don't know what's happened to to, to Scotty Arfield, but I, I thought Lundstrom, Kamara, and Arfield would have been a would have been a good mix. Mm-hmm. Um, energy, uh, experience, you know, tough to break down and, and all that. But also, all three of them have got a kind of an ability to get forward in different ways. You know, Lundstrom's good at winning tackles and playing balls. Arfield's good at running running late and getting goals. And Kamara obviously can can play football anywhere on the pitch. So I thought it was probably a good mix. I think maybe Gerrard's went with the Okay, actually, you know what? This this defence isn't he? what we would like. The best form of of you know defence is attack sort of thing. Let's keep the ball away from them. Let's press high up. Let's get them turning. Let's use Sakala's pace and you know balls into channels and he can turn their defence and push them high up the pitch. Maybe that was the thinking. You know, just keep the ball away from them yeah. rather than invite the pressure on. Do you know what I mean by being defensive and then maybe they find more gaps? I don't know, but obviously you know. It didn't work. I don't think there's any arguments there, really. Um, but, you know, you live and learn, right? You try stuff. I, I'm not going to have a pop at them, but um, it was very ungerald, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Scotty Arfield, makes, you make a good point about him, but he sort of just disappeared, didn't he? He wasn't even on the bench today. Um, I don't know if he's if he's injured or if he's just, uh, like, like we're saying, he's just out of favour. Maybe Lundstrom's come in and it's like, well, that, that's his slot. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Arfield is getting that wee bit older and stuff like that, but you would still think he would still be, you know, on the bench and stuff like that. Obviously, we understand why something like a, like Jack Jack Simpson, we haven't seen him since the Motherwell game. Obviously, he's cup-tied for the Europe, but we've not seen him in the league or anything like that, which is understandable considering the performance that he had that day. Um, well, so you can sort of understand that, but I, Arfield hasn't had a, a real chance this season yet, has he, would you say? Um, so that's an interesting nah. one. Don't know. Say maybe maybe he's carrying an orc or he's had a COVID pop or something. We, we don't know, right? Mm-hmm. We, we don't know what's going on um, behind the scenes. But uh, like you say, he was nowhere to be found today. So that's a that, that's a question that's worth asking anyway. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I know. I'm, apologies, I've coughed a few times here. I don't have COVID. Just in case you want, I'll just get something. I was going to say, you're right. So, <laughs> I have just got something caught in my throat. <laughs> that's also. I'm trying to cover up, but I just think you'll obviously hear it in the recording. But I've just got. I wee something's caught in my throat there, so I'm all good now, I think. Um, good I, so, so good to go. I, so, Scotty Arfield, obviously, you know, considering how we used him last season, you know, particularly in Europe, we used him quite well and he was quite successful. It's interesting to see him getting come out and again, like you said, is it due to Lundstrom's coming on to a game now? Because, obviously, he didn't have the greatest of starts, you know, the first few games. 
the red card at home against Dallas Kurt and stuff like that. So I'm almost sorry. Um, so I it was. Um, but he didn't play him at Sparta, though. Do you know what I mean? No. That's the thing. He, he didn't play him. But I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I think that for me, it's just. Uh, Aye, like Arfield's done well away in Europe before. He set up a few goals. You know, he's, he's got the the record and the experience. But we we don't know. We don't know. Um, I'm sure he's on the squad, so it would have seemed a, an he easy definitely one. Definitely the European but, squad. Aye, definitely. Aye, is, so, but um, ah well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah exactly. But on exactly. Europe though, I think Europe's an interesting concept for me this year because I, I feel, um, and it's something we'll, we'll touch on with a maybe a, a running theme that will go into the Hibs game. Um, is that. Europe's kind of a good. It's the it's the benchmark for Gerard. Do you know what I mean? He's always done well in Europe. You can't say that this year. No, we've not we've not had a good performance in Europe. I mean, Malmo shouldn't have been able. To, you know, we should have beat Malmo, but they beat us comfortably. If I'm being honest, over the two legs, and then Alice we sneaked by. Leon were just better, and then Sparta were. For me, they were the same level as uh, when we went to Poland and Belgium last year. Yeah. That was a sort of level, and we won both games. Um, and I mean, when we went to Poland, we kind of played a bit of a B team and, and won comfortably. You know, like we've dropped Morelos and started that and, and things like that that you wouldn't normally see. So that's the level of Sparta for me. Um, and I think, although they should have won by more, by watching the game and seeing the chances they missed and all that, you, I think everybody's like they're no good. They're no great shakes. European wise, obviously they're, they're better than any of the any of the Scottish teams outside maybe Celtic, but. European wise, they're not great. They were there for the taking, but they just, you know, we just didn't show up. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 weird our European progress this season, considering that has been, you know, obviously other than winning the league last season, that's been Gerard's strong point. You would say, in the, you know, the years that he's been here, uh, as well. You know, getting us through from the qualifying rounds, right through to the group stages and stuff. Like that was an amazing achievement for the last, you know, two years previously. But this year, you know, there was. A lot of expectation on them to try and get through the Champions League. It never happened. Um, so, hi, it's a, it's a weird one this season. You can definitely say that we haven't played well in Europe at all. Um, any of the games that we've played, I don't think we've played well in any of them. No. So, it's a... Hi, it's a You'd be lucky if you'd even say, find a good half we've played in yep. Europe, I would say. Like, I mean, Alice Kurt were, you know, they're, they're dug meat, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah. And I think never... we were lucky they were so poor, Keith, to be honest aye. with you. Aye, we never uh, really troubled them that much, you know. Like no. it, it wasn't a, wasn't a good tie. Um, so you're you're thinking, I don't, I don't know, man. You went for only losing one game last year to so far this year. We've only won one game. Yeah. So it's it's a it's, it's a weird one. Hopefully, obviously we've got we've got two back to backs now against Bromby, which we'd like to think that we would. We, you'd like to think we would win. However, we obviously we've said that we'd like to. You know, we've said that a few times this season in terms of Europe. But you'd like to think, you know, we've got the two games coming up that we should we should get something out of them as well. Um, ah, you'd say they're a kind of Sparta level. I would say they're, they're somewhere in a bit there, aren't they? You know, so you would hope yeah. that we can... Um, well, the, the first game's at home. We absolutely need to win that. Absolutely need to win that. Yeah. I mean, how does... Europe? Europe's different this year, obviously, because they've introduced the, the Conference League below the Europe, Europa League. So it works out. The top two go through, don't they? Third place goes into that conference, but if you finish second in your group, you get the team that drops out the Champions League. Aye, I'm and talking. The team who finish third get first get a pretty much a bye, don't they? In the next round. Aye, aye. I, I'm talking about like we need to beat Bronby, but 
um, cards on the table. I think I would rather finish third, if I'm being honest. Because, um, like you say, so second, you get a team that drops out of the Champions League. If you finish first, you're straight into the last 16. So that's eight teams, I think. Um, and then the winner of the second versus Champions League dropouts uh, then go through to play a team that, that won their group. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I, so it's tough, man. That's that's a tough ask. A Champions League team and then a, a Lyon or somebody that's going to, you know, some 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 of the groups, some of the teams are Champions League level. Do you know what I mean? So yep. um, look at Leverkusen and teams like that. You're like, they're no joke, man. You don't, no. you're not going to, what's your chances of beating a Champions League team and one of them? That's a tough Aye. out. So maybe exactly. finishing third and going with a chance of, Winning, yeah, obviously there's there's Roma in there and Tottenham and there's good teams in, in that that conference and and good teams will drop out of the Europa League probably I know but you don't have a chance of winning it versus you're you're going nowhere if you finish second man seconds are yeah. tough out I think so exactly. maybe you're better finishing third and having a bit of a wee adventure but who knows yeah no, exactly exactly so that's great and it's an interesting concept it's a weird concept as well obviously introducing you know a third competition in there as well so it's a Aye. bit yeah. Is a bit of a minefield when you think about it. But we're Rangers, and, and at the end of the day, you still want to win, right? You don't want to, you don't want to go and... Well, if you get beat off Bronby and you get beat off everybody, you finish bottom, you're gone out. So that's that's not an option. But you know what I mean? Like We're, we're still saying, well, we need, to, we need to get that back off Sparta. You need to go and beat Bronby twice. And if you do that, you probably might finish second, you know, which is, is maybe, in the grand scheme, not necessarily what you want. But it doesn't mean you want to lose any football matches. Do you know what I mean? We still need to go and beat these teams because we're, we're better than the two teams. We should be beating them. Leon's a different story, but... Those two are they're there for the taking. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent agree with you. Um in terms of that stuff. So I so that so that takes us on nicely now to the, the Hibs game, you know, the next game after it. So we've put put Europe in the back burner for a for a couple of weeks now and obviously we've got we've got a few important games. We've got this obviously the game that we played today, then we've got the international break, which both of us love. And then we've got um you know, after that we've got hearts at home as well. So it's an interesting it's an interesting couple of weeks, you know, all top of the table clashes there. Um, mm. into the bargain as well. So yeah, so today came out winners, um two one victory over Hibs. Um for in terms of the game, you know, I, I thought I thought we started reasonably but I thought we started well. They got a goal and you know no 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 marking, no nothing in there as well. And then it took us a while to get back into it. Um, and then we got the the red card, which I think was a red card. I've seen a lot of stuff on social media again. I know you're no you're not the biggest social media fan, but I have seen a few things on there, um, particularly from teams that uh, wear green. Um, we're saying that was never a that was never a red. Uh, that was never a red card. Didn't even touch him and all that. And you're just, oh, behave yourselves. Um, and then after that, yeah, the second half was pretty much one way traffic. Um, until, you know, Kamaru pops up with a great header and then um, Alfie gets a winner as well with another sensational header as well. Mate, what did you make of the make of the game? Obviously you were you were there today, like I said, I couldn't I couldn't make it today, however I did watch it. Um I did watch it um with my brother in the house. So what did you make it? I uh, I think um I I think you you've summarised it pretty well to be honest. I thought we started not too bad. Um and then they get their goal we didn't react in a, in a totally amazing manner, I, I didn't feel. And then um, the red card changes the game for, for me. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think if, if they stay with 11 men, I, I don't know what happens, man. I, I could I could have seen us losing the day. Maybe, maybe they, they, they 
probably go and pick off another one. They're a good counter-attacking team, and we won the at our best. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I feel the red card was was a pivotal moment, to be honest. But yeah, but we we um, sometimes we've seen Rangers play against ten men and look like they've no clue what to do and actually look worse and be better against eleven. That didn't happen today, like you say. It pretty much just went from uh, they went to ten men and largely we pinned them in and, and battered them. And there was a few wee moments or spells where they maybe, you know, they got forward, as you would expect. But I would say largely we were, um, you know, we, we kept them in their own half and, and the goals were coming and there was probably, um, we should have had more goals, I feel. We got into good positions and we were speaking a wee bit offline and, uh, before coming on the call. Rather. And for me, there was times where we just um, looked like we, we lacked belief, which is something I've said a few times this season. And, Alfie's in the box and he's, you know, he's got a shot at goal. No, he doesn't take it. He's looking for a pass. And we tried to walk the ball into the net, it felt like. There was a few opportunities. Just hit the shot. Hadji just hit it, wee man. And he's looking for an extra pass and an extra touch. And it looked like a wee bit of lack of belief and like, oh, I don't want to take the responsibility and miss the shot. I'll pass it to somebody else and then it's their problem. That was kind of how it looked to me. Yeah. Um, and then, like you say, we got, we got a great ball in for Patterson. Brilliant header by Roof. Um, and it, then I feel like it's kind of it's a wee bit of a different story. Confidence goes up, and then we start to get a few wee more shots off and pepper the goal, and and then we got another good goal. And uh, interesting thing about the uh, all the goals was you know where I sit, and they all yeah. in, they all in the exact same bit, they all yeah. in that exact same post. Um, obviously, two of them were you know I sat behind the the first two, and then Alfie's bonus cross it was happened right in front of me for where I sat in the government front. But I, it was just funny like all of them. Exact same, the exact same post. I thought the the first two were kind of remarkably similar. You know, the Abs ball, it's a good ball in, and the boys got a free header, boom. And then uh, Patterson puts in a good ball for Roof, boom, free header, look kind of that. But I felt um, their goal, uh, it's a weak goal to lose, isn't it? Bonner's got to do better. Both Bonner and Tav, they don't stop enough crosses for me. So that, that annoys me. You've got to stop the cross. And then there's three Rangers defenders in the kind of in a row, and that and, and Nisbet just standing behind them unmarked and, and headers it in. You're like, somebody's been sucked into the ball there rather than, you know, where's the right back coming in or where's the centre-half moving over because he's the centre-forward. So, I just poor marking, switch off, good ball, good good tether, good goal for them, a uh, bit weak from our point of view. Um, the red, I don't know, I've only seen it live when I was in the stadium and it looked to me, and, and you've seen it probably more than me, so I'll tell you my description and, and, and you can tell me where I'm, where I'm wrong. It looked to me like he was high, and reckless and like he didn't need to do that he could have just won the ball yeah. he's done the Ryan Porteous thing of I'm going to have ball and man here um, it looked to me like he kind of went over the ball I don't know that there was much contact though um, and it's a, I don't know I kind of thought the moment at the time I thought that's a yellow and amber I, I don't know what he's going to do here I didn't I genuinely in the stadium I didn't know what was going to happen and when I seen the red I thought ah, it might be a wee bit harsh but because there was no I don't think there was a huge amount of contact but at the same point he was over the ball and, and he, he goes in to do him. That, that's what, for me, he's reckless yeah. and is endangering the man. So I can see the red card, but I don't know. At the time, I was like, mm, I'm not sure. That's that that's pretty much how, how I've seen it as well. Um, and that's how I've seen it back as well. It was, ah, you've seen it was reckless. He's, he, it looks like he, he's jumped over the ball to pretty much do, like you said, Ryan Portis-esque, where I'm going to get the ball and I'm going to hurt somebody Aye. as well. So there was, I think there was definite intent in there. Mm-hmm. In terms aye, of aye. in terms of hitting them, and it depends what way you look at it as well, because I've seen I've seen the angle from the referee's position, which is behind the play, 
and he's running up to it, and you can see him coming in from the side, and he does. I it looks like he hits a evil, um, and an evil goes down, but he he misses. He jumps over the ball pretty much. You can see the ball being behind his legs. As he's, aye, aye. Yeah, yeah. As he gets it, and then the other, the other, the other, the side of it, which you can see, which are a lot of, like I said, guys who wear green a lot, were showing you that option, and it shows you, you know, it doesn't look like he, he, he particularly hit a rebo, but then again, you can see the reckless intent in there as well when he when he does it. So I think it depends on the point, but I think it was definite. There is definite intent, recklessness to to hurt someone. There uh, as well, which could have—I mean—that—that's obviously what the referee, the referee did again. It could have easily been a yellow card as well, you know, in terms of that stuff as well. Like you said, you were there and you thought maybe it might have been a yellow, but aye, yeah. I mean, it definitely changes the game. But again, he's got previous for doing this. You know, he done it with Borna when he gets sent off at Christmas, um, not last year, the year before the last, not last season, the season before at Easter Road where he went right through him mm-hmm. as well. So he does, and then obviously. You know, he likes obviously him and Morelos have had a few spats in the few past and stuff like that. Aye. Yeah, so, I suppose two two points on that. And actually, first and foremost, I should say that Joe Rebo has shown nothing other than being a nice, hardworking, honest kid. So if he's done feeling it with an injury, then there was contact. I, I would, I would, I would trust Joe Rebo. He's not the type that's going to go down and pretend to be injured to try and get somebody booked. That's not Joe Rebo's style. Yeah. I don't think. So when he was done and did get a wee bit of treatment, so actually I'm going to say that there must have been some sort of contact because he was not that kind of guy. I yeah. don't think anyway. I mean, you know, just feel what you see of him. He's he's very Aye. polite, very well mannered. He, he doesn't doesn't good doing easy and 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 act it. So um, and then the other point is, it, it is interesting. Part of the reason that I thought it might have been just a yellow was because of who the ref is basically, and I thought you know he's not a particularly strong ref. Um, but then does Portis he's career, past history, does that does that influence? You've seen it before with people who are oh he's a diver, so he goes down, so I'll just book him, even though it might not have been a dive, you know, like you get a reputation that comes before you. Do you think that do you think Portis is in that realm of any time he flies into a tackle, he's he's putting himself in danger because he's got previous for being a wee fanny. You could you could easily say that you could easily say that's you know how many times has Morelos been booked, maybe not the last but his first few years at Ibrooks for for that because of his his reputation. Aye. So, so you could maybe you, you could definitely say that's that could that that could have a factor in it as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it is. I mean, it is a reckless challenge. You know, he's got a high foot in there. He's lunged in. You know, it is it is dangerous. And like you say, Joe Rebo's no. That's I don't think I agree with that. I don't think Joe Rebo's that sort of guy who would who would play act just to get somebody booked or nah. sent off or anything like that as well. So yeah, as you know, it could be his reputation has. Has been ahead of him, but he's got himself to blame for that. I think you were fairly critical of Alfie when he was getting booked and sent off in a number of games. We were very critical of him when we were doing this pod, you know, those few years ago when we were doing it about it and about how he was play act, not not his play acting, but just like his general getting booked for nothing, you know, getting sent off, and you know the team were down when we had a great opportunity, you know, like in Europe and was it Russia? Was it Ufa? Uh, Ufa, uh, yeah. And you get you get the yellow card for. Kicking the ball away and then a yellow card for cheating the ref up or something. It was two yeah. kind of petulant ones. Yeah. Um, so so, so uh, he has so he but he had that reputation for a while, which seems to have he seems to have managed to have worked his way out it. You know, over the last year or two, um, which is great as well. But I think Portis has got that got that on him as well. So um, I think that's the point is that you know if your hips you're one up, you're looking like 
you're looking dangerous um, on the counter or whatever you want to say. And then he goes and does that, which he, the whole point for me is he didn't need to. The ball was there to be won. He could easily have just cleaned the ball and been fine. Do you know what I mean? But he's went just uh, that rush of blood that he gets. He's done. He's been stupid there and went over the top and, and put, gave the ref a problem, gave the ref a decision. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no need for it. So, I know you're right. Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I wanted to pick out a few people for us to, to talk about as well, mm-hmm. you know, during the game as well. Obviously, there was a there was a few changes in there as well today. You know, we welcome back in Alan McGregor. One of the biggest changes as well was, you know, Tav was, Tav, James Tavernier was dropped and then came Nathan Patterson as well. You know, it's a big call dropping your captain, well, dropping your captain and, you know, Patterson a chance, but I think Patterson played very well today. And also, I think Tav was pretty honking during the week. So, you know, it makes, I was, I was delighted when I seen that um, Patterson was getting his, getting his chance to play as well. Um, and a pretty big game for us, you know. You know, it's not like he's coming in again. No disrespect to anybody like a, a cup game against a, a lower division team or anything like that. Here, this was a this was a top of the table clash. Um, you know, so it was it was good to see him. in. what did you make a? You know, first of all, dropping Tav and then secondly, uh, Patterson's performance. I know. I, I'll start with the second part first. I Patterson played well. Um, another good battle with their young. They're young, talented, fast left back. You know, maybe yeah, maybe Deutsch. that was part. Yeah, maybe that was part of the play. Was that uh, stylistically was better suited to deal with Doig than Tavas? I don't know. Um, but I think uh, now nah, Patterson did well. Good ball in for the first goal. We've already spoke about. Um, and and overall, it was a threat going forward. And you know, his his pace and recovery helped going back. Maybe as a right back, you're looking for him to do more at the goal as I touched on, but. Yeah, I thought I thought aye, the kid had a, had a good performance. Um, dropping Tav for, for me, the, it depends why he's done it, you know, and and, and um, it's worked. So that's that's the first thing and, and great. Uh, and it depends why he's done it. It could be it could be brilliant. Maybe he's done it because, um, like I said, better stylistic matchup tactically. Then maybe he's done it because Tav was honking through the week, and it's like I don't care who you are. If you're not performing, then I can't pick you. Right? It's Gerald's job to get points on the board um, and he does that by picking the, the best team available and if you're not playing well doesn't matter what your name is um, you get dropped so maybe that's good for just in general you know to get the team fired back up again um, maybe he's, he's taking Tav at the firing line a wee bit maybe he knows he's not playing well maybe he's not feeling confident maybe he's maybe he's still not recovered from long COVID you know you, you don't know what's going on there as well and maybe he just needed a wee he needed a wee rest so yeah. I'm assuming there's a good reason for it, one of the above, or something completely different. And I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, it could easily <laughs> be that. But if there's some some good reason for it, then I have no problem with it, man. I think you've, yeah. if you're if you're just dropping folk to rotate for the sake of it, which is kind of you know that, that that can be dangerous. Um, but if it's for a good reason, then I, I'm all for it. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the same. I was on. You know, it was I I I, I, I didn't I didn't think Tav had that great a game. Um, during the week and obviously I think he's maybe struggled a wee bit since he's came back from the COVID he hasn't you know obviously he hasn't set anything alight as what he done um, last year or the year before that as well with a number of goals and chances he created so I guess it could be something like you said you know the effects of COVID you know trying to get back in there but Patterson I think you know obviously a fantastic understudy to have for us as well we're very very lucky to have two quality right backs like that Um Again, vying for each other's places in there, um, as well. So yeah, it was. I was. I, I was. For, for me personally, I was delighted to see him get his chance today. Um, ah, it's good for the kid, definitely. Yeah, 
Ja, yeah, yeah, I was delighted to see him in the team um, as well. So, yeah, really happy to see him in there as well. The other one I wanted to talk about with you, mate, as well, one of the main ones was, um, he, he, you know, only played 30 minutes, but um, Kamar Roof, when he came on, um, mm-hmm. you know, looked busy, looked energetic, and then you, you sort of mentioned again when we were talking, you know, that once he scored, you've seen a sort of different side to him. Uh, no, I think he's... Um... The goal did him, did him, did him well. I feel like he always works hard, Ruth. I, I do. I really like him. Like I feel he does put in a decent shift, especially yeah. when you're in the stadium and you watch him like off the ball, not necessarily on the camera, because obviously the camera when you're watching on the TV tends to follow the ball. Yeah. Whereas when you're in the stadium, Ruth's always he's always on the move. He's he, he works. I think he works hard. He's you know what I mean. He tries he tries to create angles and get on the ball or move defenders. He's I don't know. I quite, I, I really like him, but and I think he likes. I think he likes the fans. He seems to get it. He, you know, he's he's always interacting with the fans. It feels quite interactive as well. Um, so I, I I do have a lot of time for him. Um, so it was good to see him get a goal. And I think after that, you just it looked like he got a wee boost from it. You know, and and that's always that's always good. And I like the day we were talking about his his work ethic and how you know there was a point where Hibs were on the break and he you see him popping up and left back just chasing the man, chasing the man, chasing the man. And then I think there was three of us and we crowd the ball out and we get the ball back and we reset and go again. But they're, they're, you know, getting out of their own half, getting into your half, and Roof's just like, nah, man, I can't allow that. And he probably didn't need to be there because it would still have been a two-on-one and we'd probably do all right with him. But it's just a desire to get back in there and make sure that we don't concede and we get the ball back and we can attack again. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's that's exactly the sort of things we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I was, I, I 100% agree with him. seemed like once he, once he scored, there was definitely, you know, that bit of spark and a bit of confidence coming back into him. Aye. Um, as well. And then when you see him, you know, tracking tracking that ball down to get it back from you know up front to the to left back position. Everybody, you know, everybody's like, yes, that's you know that's that's what you want to see, don't you? When when you see it like that, so that was that was amazing to see. And I do, do think that the you know that goals gave him a bit of a you know a bit of a, you know bit of a spark as well and stuff like that. And then I think also I said to you before, I obviously I took any two people to score and win the game as well, but I'm really happy. That the goal scorers were Ruth and Maria Loss as well, because they too are, you know, the positions they play and stuff like that as well. They're confidence players as well. Um, Maria Loss, you know, hasn't really, you know, it's the same again. He's had a bit of a tricky, tricky start coming back late from international duty, you know, maybe not scoring as many goals and, you know, stuff like that, maybe being a bit deprived of action and stuff like that. So to see him score a goal is a great header as well, you know, to get away for the the centre half and you know what a ball in as well by Barisic so it was I was really happy that if anybody was going to score it was they too um, as well I thought I thought a few other players I thought I was you know Haji had another solid performance in there I think um, John Lundstrom I think continues to impress now now that he's sort of finding his feet you know he's getting he's getting better and better as well um, Big Balligan I thought he had a he had a good game he seems to be a lot more comfortable but Goldson beside him than anybody else, doesn't he? Um, Big Balligan. Aye, aye. No, I think I think um, Goldson just I, I think Balligan's a you know he's he's a good he's a good player. He's got good attributes, but I think he does need somebody beside him. You know, I think we've seen that on Thursday. You know, you're, you're looking for him to lead and guide Bassey through it as the experienced centre half. Like what is Balligan now? Thirty two, thirty three, or something. Yeah, you know what I mean, he's got yeah. a young kid beside him, but he just. He, does, he doesn't he's, seem he's, like the talker, does he? At nah, the back to the back line. 
that's not who he is on a football park. Mm-hmm. By all accounts, he's he's a he's a big personality and stuff to have about the squad. Um, you know, and he's he's a very intelligent, likable, chatty guy and all that. But on the park, he's he's no leader though. Um, whereas Goldson is, so I think I think that that brings the best out of him. Um, I don't know who who. Oh no, I wasn't going to tell you. Um, Lundstrom, I thought was was well worthy of the man in the match. That's the sponsor gave it to to Lundstrom in the stadium, um, and that for me was was absolutely yeah. the right decision. I thought I think he's really coming in the last few games. Um, he's really finding his feet, as you say. He's, he seems to have found his position and and he's um, he's grown in the team. So that's this is the player we were hoping to get, and hopefully there's still more to come from him. But yeah. he's certainly. You know, he started slow, as you mentioned earlier, but he's tracking in the right direction now, for sure. Um, and on the goal scorers, now you're absolutely right. You want these are the two guys that we'd expect him to get as the bulk of our goals over the year. So you want them confident and informed, and especially for Alfie, who didn't get picked for Colombia. Um, yeah. When he's been in, and, and rightly so, you would have to say he's not been in great form, and his record for Colombia isn't particularly good either. So I, I can totally understand it, but it will not make him feel any better. So hopefully, a, a wee goal. You know, starts to starts to build it back up, and you know, yeah. and, and he gets gone, and then gets back into the Columbia squad, and and, and life seems to look a bit better again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's what, like I said, he's all about confidence, isn't he? So, aye, very much so. So, I uh, getting him a goal, and you could see how much he, he enjoyed it. You know, running away and giving his usual celebration. So it was great to see. And then someone else talking about celebrations, Keith, as well. Someone else that we seen at the end. Getting very emotional and you know very up there with Gerard, you know at the end of the game. Did you see that at the end of the match when he went over to shake the referee's hands and then he basically went round the stadium giving fist bumps and clapping and cheers and all that. He looked, you know, like he like he enjoyed himself and I think he needed that. Um, and it does show. I think that you know him doing that sort of shows that he, you know, he hasn't been happy with performances. You know, and that was a. This game was, you know, a very important game in terms of the, in terms of the league. Ah, uh, no, definitely. That's why I mentioned, you know, Europe being as kind of his benchmark earlier is that. Um, I I don't think it's a coincidence, you know, that we're we're not in a particularly great year. We've been a bit ropey in Europe, just after a bad result in Europe and a bad performance, a bad night overall. You know, even off the pitch or non-football related stuff, as we mentioned. So I I don't think it's a coincidence that. You see him fired up. I mean, the last time we seen him do that sort of thing was when we won at Parkhead, really. Yeah. You know? um, so it shows you how much it meant to him a day. I think he, I think he is feeling it. I think he, whether he's his job's under pressure or anything, you know, we're not necessarily saying that. But this is a man of of high standards. You know, this is a winner, and and he's a guy that does a lot of self analysis. So he puts himself under pressure, even if we don't. And you know, the press have been, and I'm sure some of the fans are, and you know, at the game. As soon as they went one 0 down, as soon as we went one 0 down, sorry, um, there was a lot. Of, the crowd wasn't the most patient today, uh, shall we say? So I think you know he's he's feeling it, and I think that shows. But it's good, it's good, you know that he he obviously has the passion for it, and it was a big result. And hopefully, uh, I feel like we were back to where we were, and we can maybe chat about that quickly where we were for the last international break. But hopefully, we we take something from it and build for here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I, I like seeing him like that as well, you know, when he's when he's that wee bit emotional and it shows you, you know, it shows you what it means to him. And like you said, the last time he done that was when the first time he beat Celtic at Parkhead, you know, he hasn't, we haven't seen him like that since, you know, maybe he's come out and gave the fans a wee clap, but he's usually been quite reserved and stuff like that. But I think there's a lot of things about today that sort of made him do that, if you think about it, you know, we were, we were getting beat, 
you know, we were down to one, we were, we were, and then we, we, you know, we came back and won two one. So that's a very important one. Let's like say Hibs are our, Hibs were our nearest rivals at that point as well. You know, between them and Hearts and us, who are you know, vying the top three spots. Um, so yeah, it was. I think it was. It was a big game for us. Um, as well, plus some of the football we played, particularly in the second half, I know they were down to 10 men, but we did play some decent football at times in there as well. And like you said, that's a good point considering the last trend, the last international break, you know, we just beat Celtic and now we're going to get another one with another important victory. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's good. I think we're slowly, I would like to think, I know obviously we said this with the Celtic game, but you'd like to think they would build on it now build up the confidence a wee bit with those guys who scored as well and stuff like that as well. It's obviously, I think from a Rangers point of view, it's quite good that Morelos isn't going. For him, obviously, he'll be disappointed. But I think for us, you know, we're, we're absolutely delighted that he's not going to travel halfway around the world to play, to potentially sit on a bench for for two games, you know, and stuff like that. Obviously, he'll be majorly disappointed. But it means he can, you know go to the training ground and work with the work with the players and work with the coaching staff that's there because it won't be it won't be obviously there's Bassi's been called up for Nigeria now so he's unlikely to get his you know his debut which is great for him um as well. But large majority of the boys will still be there. Um with the exception of some of the you know the the Nigerian ones we've got there, the Bassi, Balligan and Aribo. We've now got Ruth who's played who made his um, Jamaican international debut the last transfer window so he'll be away with Jamaica um, as well and then a few of the boys Parson with Scotland um, Davis with Northern Ireland but quite a lot of the players will still be there you know to play and train during the week over the next what's that two weeks now they'll be away for Aye no that's it and I think we're we're probably fortunate I think to be in a to be in the, to be in a position where we can it's another opportunity to go and reset and build for here I feel yeah. like the last time we said this, you know, like we've got form, we'll get players back, etc., etc. The same stuff we're saying now, and we hit repeat because if you look at the games before the last um, international break and the games before this one, it's eerily similar for me. You know, you sneak by in the league a few times, you're poor in Europe, and then you have a, a, a not so good first half, and then a big second half, and you end on a high. Very, very similar, exactly to what happened yeah, the last yeah. time. It was very much a repeat, but hopefully now we can re. Another opportunity to do it. Let's let's do it. Let's get our bodies back in. Let's get a bit of training done and hopefully build from here and, and actually see it now. Because like you say, it's going to be a big month. You know, we've got um, we've got some tricky fixtures. We've got Hearts coming up. The next one, Aberdeen um, as well. Aberdeen, and then we'll have European game and, and all that stuff. Right? There's there's um, there's some stuff to <laughs> there's some stuff to do. There's some tough football ahead uh, before the end of October. So. It's a kind of tricky two weeks once we come back, so let's let's see it, man. Let's see it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we've got a big. Obviously, we've got now the the fabulous international break, which seems to happen every seems like every two weeks at the moment. The new, which is an absolute. Ah, it's not a fortnight on, fortnight off, isn't it? It it's seems like, like it is brutal. Bloody working in an oil rig. It is, it is, and you know, international. Obviously, we we've said us we stuff about international football stuff like however, it is happening. We need to, we need to in and bear it but we're you know same as last time we're sitting top of the league and we've just put in a good you know a good 45 minutes against our, our nearest rivals um, as well so I you know again let's say we just hope that we can go come on from this and 
you know, build on it, like you said, get the boys in, but, you know, training and stuff like that and just go from here again, like I said, start reset and then focus on our game against Hearts, which is um, two weeks' time. Yep, looking forward uh, to it. Yep, exactly, mate. So I think that's quite a good place to to finish um, on this week's show. So um, we'll be back during the national break to discuss um, all things Rangers and well and absolutely nothing about Scotland playing or anything like that in international football. Um, so I will be back soon and all I can say is, Keith, always a pleasure, mate. Thanks very much. Um, and we'll be back soon. Cheers, mate. Enjoy it. Take care. Speak to you soon. Yep. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Cheers.